Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's up, everybody? It's Mike here. Episode 130 of the Life of a Fighter podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, just a quick shout out to the Life of a Fighter shop. Go to lifeofafighter.com forward slash shop to sign up for our fitness and nutrition vault membership that gives you access not only to all of our episodes of the Life of Fighter podcast and all the notes that you don't normally get access to to the general public, but all the private content and programs and plans we have up on the blog, as well as on our ebooks. We have 100 plus ebooks on the shop there that you get exclusive access to and many, many more features. So go on and check that out, as well as our Pro Coach program. If you're looking to either start getting your goals organized and start re- creating a plan, Pro Coach program is perfect for you. What I highly recommend is allocating 12 months for whatever plan that you're going to have for the big picture or 12 months for this transformation. And obviously, we have clients that I work with that don't always stay with us 12 months. And we have clients that I've worked with for the past eight years and more. Um, So you can kind of get whatever you're looking for. And what the Pro Pro Coach program is, for those that don't know, It's a monthly customized program to your needs for both training, nutrition, supplementation, scheduling, and the accountability feature where we not only check in weekly, but I'm also constantly available or or my team of coaches, whoever you're assigned and working with, are going to be available 24-7 and we're constantly going to be adjusting your plan. It's not just like we make it once, customized to you, and that's it. You're on your own for 12 weeks or four weeks or whatever the plan is, 12 months. Every single day, every single week, we're adjusting, tweaking, and fine-tuning it. And that's actually kind of a great transition into today's podcast is making nutritional adjustments, but specifically really just adjustments overall for your programs. Because last week, uh, I'm sorry, two weeks ago, last week we talked about our book review, but prior to that, episode 128, was specifically talking about goal setting and how we can make it easier and looking at outcome-based goals versus behavioral-based goals. So I kind of want to build on that, looking at, okay, we made a plan, and now we got to test it and see if it works. Now let's say either the plan does or does not work. What are we doing moving forward? And this is really important, not just for all of the coaches out there listening, but for the clients as well or for just the fitness enthusiasts. This is what um, is a pretty good staple of how myself and our coaches for Life of a Fighter handle goal adjustments and anything that we're going to do to make tweaks, even in fight camps for our fighters or for our athletes, anything that we're doing, these are some of the basic principles that we're, we're building it off of. So first, especially on episode 120, I highly recommend listen to that before you go into this one. It's going to go over a lot of um, topics and phrases we're going to talk about and just has some good insight that I really, truly am passionate about with setting goals and, and actually crushing them and then moving on to the next goal. But Talking about outcome versus behavioral-based goals. So what we use, the coach, is the outcome-based goal 
to evaluate where we where we're at now for you the client that's listening or the fitness enthusiast or for those that are coaching that are talking to their clients what we want to look out for them and for the fitness enthusiast is behavioral based goals what that means the difference between outcome and behavioral based outcomes is I want to lose 20 pounds behavior is how am I going to lose that 20 pounds the behavior is I'm going to eat 500 calories less every single day for the next whatever period of time to get to that goal that's just one example and what we're going to do is we have to constantly reevaluate where we're at because let's say I know what my starting point is. That's a really important part. Have our assessments and know our evaluations and know exactly where we're starting. But then we have to say, okay, that's my destination. So I can plug it in. I use this GPS analogy a lot. I can plug it into my GPS and get the directions. Now, if halfway through my trip, I don't stop and think like, hey, am I going the right direction? And I'm just trusting the GPS. That could go well. But nine times out of ten, Nothing ever goes according to plan when we're talking about the body. It's never perfect on the first plan or try. It's again, it's supposed to be a template or a a plan that we're putting together, but we're going to make adjustments and fine-tunements and little tweaks along the way. That happens with almost everybody. So what we're looking at here is how are we going to decide to make these adjustments and what are we looking off of? So whether it's fat loss uh, muscle gain or some kind of in-between or athletic improvement, uh, what we want to do is when you make your plan, you're going to set up checkpoints along the way every one to two weeks and then every two to four weeks and then so on from there on, hey, I want to be at X by two weeks from now. So if my long-term goal is to lose 30 pounds in a year, let's just say that's the goal, by four, two to four weeks, I want to be down five pounds. So in two to four weeks, I can evaluate, am I down two to five, uh, two to four or five uh, pounds of fat? No? Okay. Now I got to go back and reevaluate what my plan is and make an adjustment. Or yes, cool, let's keep doing the same thing until it's no longer working. So that's a really important kind of piece that I think most people overlook don't really pay a lot of attention to. It's not just setting the goal and moving on our plan, but constantly reevaluating and being honest with yourself on where you're currently at and where you want to be. So there's a couple ways we can look at whether not only based on outcome, if we're having only our, either ourselves or the client adhering to what the plan is, we can also look at what they're doing. Again, the behavioral-based outcomes if they're actually being honest and systematically logging and checking in with their uh, behavioral goals, and that's what we talked about in even 128, how we're going to go about that. But if they're doing it, they're checking it off saying, all right, cool, Monday, Tuesday, when I did all those things, boom, 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 then it's not a matter of – it's kind of an idea of poor adherence versus poor strategy or good adherence and good strategy. Um, so the idea is if – they're doing everything they're supposed to and they're being honest and it's still not working out. That's a poor strategy and we have to make some adjustments there. That's perfectly fine, but we need to know that as soon as possible. If, however, we have the plan and we start to realize, you know what, they're just not logging or they're not doing what they're supposed to or they're just not showing up to training, that's going to be a poor adherence category. Or if they're just not reporting anything whatsoever, that's also going to be poor adherence because we're not being in the loop with them. Now, on the opposite side, good adherence and good strategy is – if everything's working, or not everything, if you're reaching those little checkpoints, then boom, we got a good strategy. Or um, it could be even a, a variation of good adherence and poor strategy. And then that means we have to reevaluate what the strategy is. So good adherence is obviously they're showing up, they're doing what they're supposed to, and they're reporting it, logging it, getting the feedback to the coach or for themselves, you're documenting it along the way. 
Okay, so that's a really important step in all of this is not only, again, having our behavioral-based goals, having the outcome-based goals we want to get to, which will impact what the behavioral-based goals are in the first place, but then actually being able to reevaluate and looking at adherence and then the actual strategy and, and questioning, hey, is it the strategy that's the problem or is it the adherence, that adherence that's the problem? And one of the tricks that, that we kind of have that I, I think is really simple but really um, unique that I, I don't hear a lot of people utilizing is sometimes I'll have a client saying, hey, you know what? I've been going food shopping. I've been getting X, Y, boom, 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 doing all these things. Cool. I like a couple of things. First, I like pictures because pictures, you can't bullshit. Okay, You can leave things out potentially, sure, but you can't say um, that wasn't in the picture. If it's in the picture, if I clearly see it, hey, listen, there was two pieces of chicken in there when you're supposed to have one and they're breaded and they're cutlets instead of um, grilled chicken or whatever. I'm just using that as a very option. It's pretty cut and dry. Um, there's also other benefits there as well. Another one that I like is if someone's saying, hey, I'm getting all these items and whatnot, even if they're not and we're not questioning their honesty, we're just trying to figure out what's going on. Not only picture, pictures is a good one or logging foods or whatever that's going to be, but also let's just look at the grocery shopping list. Get a copy of the receipt have them bring it to you or, or take a picture of it, send it to you, and or look at it yourself and say, hey, look, what did I get food shopping this week? Um, did I get a lot of ice cream or snacks or chips or whatever the situation is? Or did I get fruits, vegetables? Did I get good sources of protein? Did I get my cheeses that I wanted, my egg, whatever? Or are we kind of caught somewhere in the middle where maybe we're getting some frozen foods that have a lot of processed uh, items and preservatives and chemicals in there? Or we're kind of doing mostly fresh and then there's a couple in there that doesn't seem to have any preservatives or um, anything that's really going to have any alteration like frozen vegetables or fruits that don't have any additional chemicals added. These, again, are all options and things to look at and to consider, which I think are really important that I, I wanted to kind of somewhat stress in there. So now we look at some, not just um, the adherence and the behavioral-based goals and all that. Now let's look at some strategies on, okay, we, we looked at the, the strategy and we looked at the adherence. It's a combination of, hey, you know what? Partially, client's not adhering or we're not adhering to what the, the goals were or the, outcome, the behavioral-based goals were. And then also the strategy is just not really working. It's not doing its job. We have to make some adjustments there. Okay, so whether that means we start to look back at the basics of certain habits that we've built upon and saying, hey, are all these things being covered? Or does it mean we just can, as simply saying, hey, if we want to do a loss of fat, do we just have to lower our caloric intake? Or if we want to gain muscle, do we have to just increase our caloric intake? That's a big thing too, especially when we do all this math and we have all these fun cal- – I have tons of algorithms that I like to use and they're pretty awesome. I get really excited about them. But what I always tell people is they're not perfect and a big portion of these algorithms is a tweaking process where, again, we may have to up or down a couple hundred calories or play with them. So a big recommendation that I make and that I like to utilize is 250 calories up or down on an adjustment, meaning we're not going to make huge jumps. So if we're eating 2000 calories a day, so, and this is a really helpful one that I haven't really talked about. Um, but this is just a pretty good staple from a mathematical standpoint. I use a couple different formulas for figuring out really quickly off the top of my head, how much someone should be eating on a daily basis based on goals and based on body type and based on activity level. But one that's super simple. We don't have to take all that in. If you want to lose weight, do, um, 10 calories, town, times your body weight. So 10 calories per pound or 10 calories times whatever you weigh. So for example, I'm 200 pounds. Let's say, let's say 190 chain. Well, let's just 200 make it easy. So that's 2000 calories a day is how much I want to be eating to lose weight. Very, very simple. And again, that's not going to be perfect, but it gives us kind of a rough estimate of where we want to be. And then we can play with macronutrient ratios and, and, um, fat, 
and carbs and protein percentages and all that fun stuff. And again, we can make incremental adjustments. So if I'm doing a, a 40-30-30 split, so I'm doing 40 grams of protein, 30 grams of carbs, 30 grams of fat, and that's just not working. You know what? I'm going to down uh, 250 calories on a daily intake, so I'll eat 1750. And then you know what? I'm going to tweak um, my percentages by 5% each direction. So I'm going to do 35% um, protein, 35% carbs, and 30% fat. So I'm making a 10% overall adjustment and splitting it up 5% to two of those macronutrients. See, the, there's these little incremental changes that we're making. We don't want to make drastic, huge changes because then it's really hard to pinpoint where exactly we fall in the spectrum on this strategy plan. So what's interesting is and to just touch on this without going too much of a tangent is when we make drastic changes, whether it's like we, we have our biggest meal of the day is morning or we have our biggest meal of the day at night, when you make uh, those large changes, studies will show that you get an actual um, impact in your metabolism and also in your results. But what we're talking about, because you guys might have heard of talking about that in the past, and if not, that's something that's out there from informational standpoint. You can make big adjustments and see results. But what we're talking about is when we're creating a plan, we want to make small, minor adjustments so we can understand what the changes are and how sustainable they are over time. Because if I go from taking in 2,000 calories to taking in 3,000 calories and I start gaining weight, I'm like, well, shit, okay, I know 3,000 is too much, but that's the 1,000 calorie difference that now I have to really kind of backtrack and play with versus if I would have just went up from 2000 to 2250 and then I started noticing, hey, you know what? I'm not gaining weight, but I'm not necessarily losing as much as I was. Okay. I might not want to jump up that much or, hey, you know what? I'm still losing weight, but maybe I'm actually gaining some muscle now and I'm still losing fat. Then you know what? I could even maybe jump up a little bit more, go up another 250 calories and see where we're at. So those small incremental adjustments allow you to get more insight into what's going on. All right, so that's one of the bigger things when we're looking at making the adjustments. Now let's talk about why we're failing outside of a caloric intake reason or things like that. A lot of times it has to do with a big thing I hear from a lot of my clients, and specifically I'm talking to you, Coach Tito, out there, uh, if you're listening to my coach back at home in New York. Big thing for him is his travel schedule and limitation on time. Even Chuck, shout out to Chuck, this dude, maybe one of the busiest guys that I know, but he makes it a priority, both him and Pina, his wife and their family, they make it a priority to meal prep, to spend and invest in themselves and to know exactly what they're doing. And he's actually taking another step further. He's also been around health and fitness his whole life, investing in his uh, career and getting nutrition certifications and all this great stuff. But it's just a couple examples of what we can look at and some of the people and some of the obstacles we're going to face. So first, let's talk about busy schedule. So we have a couple options there, whether it's – listen, I don't care how busy you are, especially now that I have a kid. I understand busy. You can make time. You can budget your time. So if that means you have to wake up 20 minutes earlier or 20 minutes later on a daily basis to shift your work into that time or exercise into that time and free up an hour later at the end of the week – you can figure that out or whatever variations that you need. And that's where also if you don't think you can, reach out to our team over here at Life of a Fighter or another professional that you trust and let them objectively look at it and say, hey, you know what? It looks like we got a window, a two-hour window right here um, every three days or whatever the window is. We got five hours a week or one hour a week that we have a window to do this. And you start with food shopping and meal prepping. And it's an age-old thing, and it's a lot of times you think of a meathead with a gallon of water when they're just cooking up veggies and grilling up uh, meats or, or whatever their protein source is. 
but it's there for a reason. It's a stereotype for a reason because it works and it's effective. Now, it doesn't mean you have to just have chicken and broccoli every day. You can have an amazing variation of food choices, especially I was talking with one of our dietitians um, at, at the hospital that I work with that the seasonal variations is a huge thing too. When the seasons change, you can change the vegetables and fruits that you're getting because they're in season at a certain time. No matter where you live in the world, there are seasons in the agricultural sense. So if it's for the fall and you have squash and pumpkin and soups and heavier creamy things like that, that's an option. We look at where we can integrate all of those items. And even for fruits, what's going to be in season at the time? Is it kiwi? Is it strawberry? Is it mixed berries? Is it apple? Is it oranges? What do we have? What can we work with? And what do you like? So that's one part of it, okay? Doing the the budgeting of the time to food shop and meal prep. Now let's say you don't want to do that and financially you have the option to either reach out to a third party to do the meal prep for you or have it delivered to you or you even can say, again, get with one of our coaches. That's one of the things that we do provide in another premium package is we'll not only go food shopping with you, we can even go food shopping for you and we can do the meal prep. We can have everything set up for you where it'll be in your house or we can take care of it and have it sent to you or work with one of our partners. There's numerous um, food providers out there that can do this kind of stuff. It's not something new. And again, if you don't mind spending between 8 and $10 a meal, it's a perfect option for you. Now, if you're saying, hey, that's out of our budget, whatever the situation may be, I can get you meals from anywhere from $1.50 to $5 a meal, or let's see, you can go up to $8 a meal, again, depending on where your threshold is. Yeah, again, we can do $50. You can do any variation of that, but we can get it down to $1, a $1.50 a meal, even $0.75 cents a dollar, depending on what we're talking about, as long as you plan accordingly, and again, depending on how picky you are as well. So... Ultimately, what, what I think the strategy is when we're talking about meal prep is do things together. Don't say, oh, well, you know what? Um, I'm going to meal prep for Monday and then I'm going to do just Monday. No, try and actually look at your schedule and saying, okay, I'm going to make, let's say you're going to have some sauteed vegetables with uh, chicken, rosemary, and basil on it. And then you're going to have some rice on the side or another starchy carb that you're going to have for your post-workouts or anything like that. Don't just have that for one day. Have that as a meal for the entire week so that you're not eating the same thing every single day with the same consistency, but you're at least having to have that meal. So instead of having it for lunch every day, you can rotate it, have it for dinner. Or if you don't want to have the same exact thing, you can take some of the vegetables, cook all your vegetables up together as long as there's not other seasoning and spices, put them to one side, cook all your different meats up together, and then mix and match them however you want. So you take protein, and instead of having, let's say, sautéed vegetables, you're going to go with some uh baked zucchini and squash instead and then instead of having chicken with the sauteed vegetables you can have uh, maybe some pork or some good uh, cuts of meat same exact idea again it's little tweaks little variations that again as long as you're cooking it up all together and packaging it out you can mix and match how you like that's how i like to do it a lot of the times is because uh, every day i'm in a different mood so as long as i know all my vegetables are pretty uh, consistent and clean cooked and they're around the same amount of carbohydrates and the ratios add up at the end of the week, then hey, we can mix and match how we like. The other thing is for those that, not just short on time, but you're traveling a lot. Let's say it's not as much of a, a meal prep issue. It's a much of you're just constantly changing your destination. So it's hard to prep food and bring it with you because it's either not going to happen, you can't bring it with you, or it's going to go bad. So one that I think is interesting is instead of relying on cooked items, we can start to look at some dry uh, items like when we're talking about nuts or seeds or dried fruits 
Um, all those kind of snack quote unquote options. Again, I don't like to really distinguish between snacks and meals. It's all feeding opportunities. It's all choices to make good food choices. You can actually either pack those with you or have them sent out ahead of time, um, which we recommend scat out the air. If you know you're going to Chicago, a either send it to where you're going to be staying or B look at, do some research or again, get with a coach. That's something we do for our clients. We do the research. I say, all right, cool. You're going to be in Chicago. This is where you're staying. This is what I know your meal plan is. Let me look up some of the places from a restaurant standpoint or, uh, food, uh, processing standpoint or where they can get the food done for you or where, Hey, this is a good food shopping place. This is where you kind of have some meal. Again, depending on the situation, do some planning. It doesn't even have to take that much time. Just do some planning. Because, hey, if you're sitting on the runway and you're about to take off and you haven't lost your internet yet, take five, ten minutes and look at some of those places. Do that either on your own or get with our coaches or get with someone that you trust. It's very doable. So that's a big thing, guys. Again, comes back to planning and just budgeting of time and energy okay so when in doubt again this is where like i'm big on harping about supplementation and supplements supposed to be a supplement to your food but that's where supplements can come in handy your protein powders your bars your shakes even smoothies things like that that uh, smoothies aren't even like supplements they're actual the foods but all these different options when you can integrate saying i am traveling and you're on the road for the long weekend or a week out of the month that's okay to do that. Still, majority of the rest of your day or week or month is going to consist of real foods. That's perfectly fine because, again, you're making the best choice. This is the theme of what I really want you guys to get. Make the best choice you have available. And if you don't know what that is, reach out to someone, either us or, again, other professionals that you trust. will help you get the job done. Another big thing that I hear is a lot of boredom with eating the same things. They're getting tired. That's a real simple fix. A, we have a huge recipe database that I work with our clients on that when I do hear that, hey, boom, I'll send you a couple recipes at a time because in the beginning, it can be very overwhelming if you get 50 recipes to work from. But if I send you five here, five for lunch, five for dinner, and then you cycle through them, you're like, all right, cool, let's move on. We can keep doing that. So if you don't have a coach do that for you, just go out, get a healthy magazine, go to our articles. We have free stuff on our, our blog. Um on it's a great one precision nutrition just google healthy recipes and snacks and you get a bunch of great ideas out there try different things and see what you like and as long as it fits your plan implement it so that's some of the biggest i guess obstacles or hurdles i hear people say that they'll run into and one of the things that i kind of wanted to just finish talking about because we're getting right to that about 20 minute mark where we kind of want to start to wrap it up and I'm really just diving into a little bit of the goodness here. I really have more to talk about, but we might make this either a part two where we'll re-explore um, at another point is when we look at our goals and we say, okay, this is the outcome. That's the behavior. Did that. Cool. I went through my checklist, got it all done. All right. Strategy didn't work. I'm making an adjustment. Boom. I made another adjustment. There's nothing wrong with having to make an adjustment. That one didn't work and you make another adjustment. You keep going down until you get to that point where you're seeing the results. And if you're going eight weeks and you're not seeing any results, honestly, that's where it's time to really bring in a professional or make a change, whether it's change another professional or just bring it to their attention. And if they're not realizing it by that point, then I would highly recommend getting a different professional. But there should be something that has to be adjusted there. And also thinking maybe that's just not a realistic goal for what you want to accomplish. Losing, let's say, 50 pounds when you're already 150 pounds. Maybe that's just not the realistic goal. Um, And that's something ideally if you're working with a professional, they'll help kind of guide you in that sense. But it's never too late to reevaluate and saying, hey, maybe we need to just 
update our goal. Or let's say you got to your goal early and you want to, again, make an adjustment for a new goal. So I lost the 15 pounds of fat I wanted to lose. Now I want to gain five pounds of muscle. Again, going back to a prior point on don't drastically swing from one thing to the next because that's where you can potentially set yourself up for disaster. What I mean by that is, again, going back to this example of 10 calories per pound. So if I'm 200 pounds, 2,000 calories a day, I lost the fat that I wanted to lose and I'm still eating my 2,000 calories, but now I decided I want to put on muscle. I'm not going to, we have another formula that's going to be, again, simple one. We have other variations of this depending on activity level and uh, male, female, size, how much you weigh, all this other stuff. But a simple one is 17 calories per pound for weight gain, muscle gain. Now, if again, 200 pounds, that's 3,400 calories. I'm not going to jump from eating 2,000 calories to 3,400 calories right away. It's too much of a jump. Okay, so what we're going to do, going back to that prior point of 250 to 500 calorie adjustments at a time to incrementally work our way up and see the results there. So I just wanted to kind of bring it full circle with that by saying it's okay to have to question your goals, saying, hey, maybe I have to reevaluate what the even goal is. And if you're saying this is the goal I want, there's no tweaking from it, then okay, we make an adjustments to the plan. If it didn't work the first time, we make it a second time. If it doesn't keep working, get with a professional. I promise you guys, if you get with the right professionals, whether again, I'm biased and it's our team here at Life of a Fighter, we deliver on our results, especially if I've had no one person work with us for 12 months and then say, I'm dissatisfied with the results because of what what you've put us in position to do. Now, if they stop working with us, I have very little and our team has very little control of what they do. But even ultimately then, I've even heard less complaints on what you taught me doesn't work once I stop working with you guys. My goal is to get it where we get you to a point. I just actually had this conversation with one of our pro soccer players is we get you to a point where you feel good enough on your own and then you can move on. And that's exactly what we said. Hey, listen, do your thing. Get focused on the season. Um, you, I've got you to a point where I feel really comfortable with what you're doing. You're getting the goals. You're getting the results. Let's check in in two more months and see what we got going on. And then we come up with some new goals maybe. And maybe we can help you with some other things. But that's the idea here, guys, is, again, getting back to the goals and behaviors checking if they're working, if they're not working, figuring out why, making adjustments. And if those adjustments aren't working, figuring out why, making new adjustments, reevaluate, but tracking and dating, uh, getting data on everything that you do so we can make an educated decision on what's going on. So I hope that sunk in, guys. Um, feel free to reach out with questions, whether it's on social media, at Life of a Fighter, and then at The Life of a Fighter on Instagram. And email us, lifeofafightergmail.com, info at lifeofafighter.com. Support our advertisers and sponsors and affiliates below. Just because I don't do advertising with them doesn't mean we don't have other um, sponsors and affiliates. Support them. They support us. It goes a long way for those companies and also comes back to us, so it allows us to keep doing what we're doing. So I hope it helps you guys. And again, questions, reach out. Topic ideas, reach out. Anything you think of, let us know. We're here for you guys. And I will catch you guys later on the next episode of the Life of a Fighter podcast. Peace. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization. And we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it, y'all. See you on the next one.